Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. For more. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. And welcome back to hour number two of our coverage of the Southeastern Conference Football Media Days. Uh, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by Rick Schaefer. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Beatty of Hogsports.com. Neil couldn't make it today, so I'll talk to you about... The uh, daily specials that you'll find at Bet Saracen. I like this one. Any two of Shohei, Otani, Mookie Betts, or Pete Alonzo to hit over 0.5 home runs plus 550. That's a that's a good one. And then they got the USA Women's Soccer Specials, Women's World Cup, NFL Season Specials. The NCAA football season specials, and I was even looking at the uh, games tonight. Uh, Major League Baseball, oh, by the way, the Baltimore Orioles are favored by a run and a half over the mighty Los Angeles Dodgers. So... Who broke, their, who broke the Orioles' eight-game winning streak last night? But anyway, yeah, yeah. But that's, well, hey, hopefully, the Orioles hopefully, favored hey, that. Hope they hope they come back and win tonight. That'd be great. That's right. That's right. And uh, you can find all this plus more at Bet Saracen. That's on the in the App Store. Bet Saracen uh, online. BetSaracen.com, and uh, you'll find that in a bunch more on the app at Bet Saracen. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980, Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service, ask for Asher. You're on, okay, I, I had to, <laughs> I always have to double check, I think I know what I'm doing, but then I say, oh Trey, good afternoon, you're over talking and nothing, we're not hearing you, so. <laughs> Uh, man, always good to be able to do it face-to-face. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's always good to be able to do it face-to-face. Mm-hmm. What have you learned today? Did anything stick out Yeah, today? well, Hugh Freeze didn't try to redefine the word integrity. <laughs> the, last time, <laughs> the last time we saw him here, I, I remember sitting like right in the front row, and he was like trying to come up with a new de- definition for it. Um, I thought his story was pretty interesting, though. You know, it's, it's, it is kind of interesting that in the last few months, Arkansas or the SEC has hired Bobby Petrino, Hugh Freeze, Chris Beard. You know, kind of a uh, an interesting lot of guys that have you know a bit of a checkered past. Uh, but it was interesting seeing him. Um, you know, Zach Arnett. I, I thought Zach Arnett handled things pretty well today. A lot of times you get a rookie head coach uh, in front of all those media people, and you know they're a little starstruck. I can remember Kevin Sumlin the first time he came here. It just kind of you could sense the nervousness in his voice. I didn't think we saw that from Arnett. So um, and of course Kirby. Uh, I missed Kirby in the main room today, but I'm sure he you know knocked it out of the park. So um, you know I'm. I don't know if you got your email for the uh, to select all SEC teams and order a finish and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think uh, I've I have not seen received. it yet. Usually we get that, you know, right off the bat, but uh, it's a new venue, so maybe uh, just a little bit different procedure with that. All right, let me see. New met? No. Uh, I, if this is up to date, no, mm-hmm. I have not. And I I can't remember who said 
Well, maybe it was uh, Commissioner Sankey mm-hmm. who said you'll be getting the ballot tomorrow. Yeah. I don't think he specified. But usually we already have it. Yeah, you know? usually got so. it right off, Yeah, like you're talking about, right from the very beginning. Um, Kirby, it's amazing. In some regards, he's starting to get a little bit of Saban and the fact he went back-to-back championships, mm-hmm. and I can get just a little bit cocky and... Um, uh, not just necessarily blow off a question, mm-hmm. but um, you could tell this was in the electronic media room that there's a little bit of edge he's carrying. Mm-hmm. I know he's tired of talking about it. I'm sure the Georgia writers are wearing him out about all the speeding mm-hmm. issues. I mean, the speeding was involved in that, that tragic fatal accident that they had yeah so i know he has to be getting tired of that mm-hmm. he used discipline um discipline culture i think he threw those out three or four times mm-hmm. just in that short amount of time we had him in the electronic media room i feel like everybody's got something they're dodging <laughs> sure uh, with uh, with Carby Smart with that issue and uh, Eli Drinkwitz for some reason didn't want to talk about AI in college football. <laughs> he said I have no opinion on that. It's kind of an interesting question, but um, you know he threes I felt like took everything today. He did. It's not like he was you know getting a whole lot of questions about the past, but a little bit. Uh, I think Bob asked him, you know, if he had ever thought that he would be on this stage again after what happened at Ole Miss and you know he kind of said after things ended at Ole Miss not like how they ended uh, but uh, you know I thought that was a pretty interesting response and uh, yeah everybody's got something that they don't want to talk about <laughs> yeah it, it's interesting you say that because we sometimes forget that that is that is the case uh, one of the things that uh, Hugh Freeze was talking about in his uh, in the electronic room was the path that and the question was uh what every program you've been to in the first year mm-hmm. you really raise you know the level of play the number of victories and so forth and so on started with arkansas state went on to win the sun belt 10 games or whatever it was and then he went from there to Ole miss and then from there to liberty he said we first got the liberty i didn't think we win three games mm-hmm. and we won eight and he said, and it was almost like, Trey, he caught himself. You know, coaches sometimes, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But I bet more times than not, they've got a little short list. They keep in their drawer of schools of interest if they get the call. Because mm-hmm. he quickly says, oh, I was very, very happy where I was at Liberty. And uh, my wife and I were talking about one night, you know, uh, this was after... I don't know, 30 days after the season was over, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And obviously Auburn was one of those schools that he was yep. interested in uh, if they if they made the call. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting to listen to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like you say, they've all got something. I think he, my point was he had a list. He just yeah. didn't want to admit that he had a list because he was so, so happy at mm-hmm. Liberty. It probably includes a dozen schools in the SEC at least yeah. also. Uh, there's a reason everybody wants to come to the SEC. It's the it's the biggest and the best conference. It's um, you know you, you hear it's interesting because I've got um, some people you know 24/7 Sports Network that I talk to from the Texas site, um, and there's a lot of Texas people here. They were you know there's Texas isn't here, but they just kind of want to get a feel, I guess, uh, kick things off, and uh, the to hear them talk about the difference in Big 12 media days versus what we have here and 24 7 sports is located here and those guys go to big 10 media days and pac 12 and it's just it's not it doesn't compare to what the sec puts on and uh that's true in just about every event whether it's football basketball baseball whatever uh in in this case sec media days and uh, of course it's it's where every coach wants to end up you know i mean i brett bielma wanted to come test his medal in the sec uh players that you know enter the transfer portal huge destination is the sec so uh yeah it's no surprise that he wanted to come back i mean it's it's a no-brainer right i mean coaches say stuff all the time but you're at liberty and you have an opportunity to coach at auburn it's sure yeah Aeneas, i think that's his name smith the receiver for texas a&m i didn't realize he was a texas native chose lsu he was asked about uh texas coming into the conference next year 
He said, I love it. He said, you know, we want to play Texas. But then he turned around and said, and I was one of those who didn't believe that A&M would benefit so greatly mm-hmm. um, of the, with the SEC connection when it came to recruiting. Well, as it turns out, he says, Smith said, well, because all of the kids in Texas want to play in the SEC, now they're going to be offered that opportunity. Granted, Texas can't sign them all, mm-hmm. but we thought Texas A&M couldn't sign them all. So, um, wow, that that may, uh, it's just like Selmer uh, Bridges the other day. Uh, is it Selmar or Selmer? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Arkansas beat TCU in Texas for him. Oh, which, Selman Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you saying is that? Yeah, I think you're saying that right. <laughs> Selmon, I think, is how you say it. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, Arkansas won a recruiting battle mm-hmm. against Texas. Yeah. And that young man had to know that Texas was going to be coming into the SEC. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's Marcus Woodson, Darren Wilson, Travis Williams, Sam Pittman, of course. You know, the, um, the landscape has changed in recruiting and stuff. You know, that. We talked about the you know the prospect from Louisiana yesterday a little bit, and that would certainly be a landmark deal if they could get a guy that that LSU, LSU desperately wants. wants. Yeah, we see Arkansas take kids every now and then that Texas wants. It doesn't happen often uh, from the state of Texas, but uh, it happens on occasion, and it feels like it's help happening a little bit more. I mean, they've got two top 100 prospects out of the state of Texas already. Wow. All right, let's talk with uh, Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, a couple of things. How you guys doing, by the way? Great. Y'all Thank hear you, me? Charlie. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Trey, I was thinking, you, you were talking about the SEC. And, you know, I've always been SEC biased, but now with baseball, basketball, and I think baseball, you could even argue that it might be the best. I mean, as good as it is. I mean, if you think about it, but it's just so many. It's not biased anymore. It's just facts. And so I laugh at people that – uh continue to make those statements to say the SEC people is just biased, blah, blah, blah. They think they're the best at everything. Well, we are. So that's just the way it is. I hate it for them. Hope they could, you know, if they want to cry a little bit more, that's fine. I mean, heck, if I was a professional water boy, I would I would, I would, love to be in the SEC. I'd take that job all day long. I mean, it's the SEC. My, my thing is, though, I was thinking about that stretch, obviously, that four-game brutal stretch. I already—I'm only 30, Terry, and I got a few gray hairs. And I, I was every time I think about it, a few more gray hairs grow over there. So I was thinking to myself, you know, that stretch is just crazy to me. If we were to somehow come out of that stretch two and two, I might jump up, do a cartwheel, mm-hmm. do a flip somehow. Yeah. And just seriously, I mean, I don't mean that disrespectfully to Arkansas. I just mean how no, tough you're that right. stretch is. You're right. Yeah, go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. No, you're exactly right. Two and two out of that stretch, that'd be terrific. If Arkansas has, if Arkansas has the ability to go two and two out of that stretch, they thank you, Charlie. They might be a ten win team. Yeah, they might that's, win. That's what I'm thinking. Be that caliber of team. So yeah, I agree. It kind of feels like that's least. a ceiling <laughs> for yeah, that stretch. Right. But, but, you know, Trey, we've talked about that stretch quite a bit, and mm-hmm. as it kind of came to me this morning uh, when I was with Basil, and Randy was on there too, that when you look at that four-game stretch, it starts with LSU and it ends with Alabama. Mm-hmm. which And those are unlikely. You could win either one, but it's unlikely. That makes A&M and Ole Miss humongous games Huge. for Arkansas. Yes, it does. And we've seen them go to, to Baton Rouge before and, and pull yes. off some wins. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, it, the, the bookends of, of Alabama and LSU to, to, start, to finish and start that uh, is really tough. And, you know, I was looking at LSU's schedule. LSU has a tough uh, four-game stretch right out of the gate also. Their only home game out of their first four SEC games uh, is Arkansas. You know, they start off. <laughs> wow. On, and these are more attainable games. I mean, you're going to Starkville and you're going to Columbia, Missouri, and I think uh, I'm spacing on the other team that they play, but I just remember thinking they're all winnable games on the road, but they're still SEC road games, and that's difficult under any circumstance. Let's talk with uh, Steve. Steve, good at Never mind. Okay, this is uh, LSU. They start with Florida State, Grambling, 
Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Missouri, Ole Miss. Auburn, yeah. mm-hmm. Army, get a week off, Alabama, Florida, Georgia State, then Texas A&M. Yeah. Their last final stretch, it's kind of not uh, you know, too dissimilar from Arkansas. They, they finish, I think, most of their games at the end of the season are, are at home. So uh, they've got a tough stretch in the middle of the year, starting off SEC play and then uh, a lot of home games. They, get they do play at Alabama, though. They do play yes. at Alabama. But at you're right. Tuscaloosa, yep. Auburn, Florida, and A&M are all home games, so three of their last four are at home. Yeah. LSU, what, what week is LSU-Alabama? November 4th. So, in November, you've got a couple of really key matchups on both sides. You've got LSU-Alabama, you've got Georgia-Tennessee that could decide uh, the division on both those sides. You know, Trey, you mentioned this yesterday, and I didn't say anything to interrupt when you were talking, but I'm with you. Winning three in a row is just almost impossible. I think everybody picking Georgia this year, I just... I just have a hunch they will not win. What do you think? Well, they almost got gotten last year. I mean, yeah. they they made. I mean, they dominated the SEC championship game, but the the semifinal was. <laughs> I mean, that was a shootout. So, uh, it takes a little luck in college football. You know, I'm always reminded. Uh, you know Tennessee in '98, and you know with, with what happened with Clint, and you know tripping over Brandon Burlesworth and, mm. and losing that ball. But even before that, there was when they played Syracuse early in the year. I just remember a pass interference call against Syracuse that put Tennessee in field goal range mm. to kick the game-winning field goal. And you know, otherwise they wouldn't have been in the national championship game. There's all kinds of things like that that happen. Uh, you know, as much as I love Michael Jordan, there's a play where he steps out of bounds in a critical game. I think against, uh, I think against uh, the Pacers, where he stepped out of bounds, and you know, it wasn't called. But if it had been, it would have changed the whole history. You know, uh, you so know, you got to get hey, a little lucky here and there. Nebraska won a national championship one year by scoring the game-winning touchdown on a fifth down play against Missouri. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the national championship game, but they had to win that game to get there, and they mm-hmm. scored on fifth down. Yeah, I think Colorado No replay then. No Colorado replay. Had yeah, they yeah. had like nine plays. Yeah, they had something like that, the fifth down. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It. Uh, oh, I meant to ask you... Uh, where Arkansas now stands in the recruiting rankings after this past weekend. They are 15th according to 24-7 sports, and then they're 17th according to the 24-7 sports composite. 24-7 has uh, Courtney Crutchfield ranked significantly higher. I mean, he's a four-star, I think, on a couple other services, but he's you know 61 nationally. Um, Selman Bridges is... 50th on 24-7, and I think he's maybe closer to like 70th on the composite. So 24-7 sports is a little higher on Arkansas's commitments than other places. I mean, they still have them, you know, highly ranked and stuff, but uh, I think that's the reason. But as I mentioned, the only team, Arkansas only has 16 commitments, so they're a little bit behind some of the other schools in that regard. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to jump into the top 10 or anything like that, but I do think it's notable that Alabama is the only program ranked ahead of Arkansas in that top 17, if you will, that has fewer commitments than Arkansas has. When you look at what is remaining, what do you kind of project then for the end of yeah. the of the ranking period? Um, you know, they need to hit linebacker. Uh, a couple of more offensive linemen, I think, would be ideal. And that's almost it, Randy. I mean, you know, you might be talking about best available. I think they're in good shape at wide receiver. I think they're in really good shape in the secondary now. Uh, get another linebacker or two. You know, uh, Wyatt Simmons obviously would be highly coveted. Uh, you know, defensive tackle, I think, would probably be uh, ideal uh, also since Deion Stutz, you know, he, uh, after he passed away. And, I mean, after you really just have to look at recruiting now as we're going to go out and try to hit every position and not so much worry about needs because you can address needs so so easily in the transfer in portal. The portal. Yep. Um, you know, we talked all the time about, you know, what's the formula for Arkansas, and I really think a 2010 model for mm-hmm. Arkansas is, is ideal. You can recruit in the high school ranks. I think there's NIL opportunities that can help you, um, you know, not so much offering NIL because you can't do that, but just the opportunity. You have to phrase it a certain way, right? <laughs> I mean, just the opportunity 
to have certain NIL deals as a possibility. Um, I think changes things for Arkansas. And, uh, I mean, that's one of the big things. You ask Sam Pittman, it's not so much people, you know, facilities used to be number one. And, you know, location used to be, you know, right up there, too. Uh, now NIL opportunities are a big deal. So that changes the landscape for Arkansas in a positive way. And then, uh, you know, this, the transfer portal. Those guys have been through the recruiting process. process. They uh, understand that maybe just going to the home state school isn't the answer. Um, and they have a different outlook. And there's Arkansas, a great place to be, um, a place with opportunities a lot of times for playing time. And so I think those aspects really – you know, kind of change the the outlook for Arkansas, and maybe can be something. I mean, because we talked about this yesterday, Arkansas has a population problem overall. Um, Fayetteville's a little bit more remote from the top talent, and you know, it's not a huge state. And even per capita, Mississippi's a similar size state. It produces way more talent than Arkansas does per capita. So those are some issues that Arkansas runs into. Um, but also, I mean, I think they're doing a great job recruiting SEC areas, Mississippi, Ole Miss, Georgia. 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 They've been they've been doing wow. well in Georgia, but just more recently, it's like Alabama. You're just seeing a lot of guys out of there, Mississippi. Um, so I think that's really positive. I thought Danny West put it to me great. He goes, where do where do most great SEC players come from? SEC states. And uh, so I, I like what Arkansas is doing in that regard. Well, when you look at the overall picture, uh, I think we're also going to have to reevaluate, Trey, if that 20 number Mm -hmm. uh, of incoming freshmen is is the number, and then the 10 is the other number, transfer portal, whatever it may be. But I think now we've got to start looking at the turnover rate that's with that incoming class. How Mm -hmm. many are going to be so upset or however you want to label it Unhappy after year number one, they didn't get what they expected from a playing yeah. uh, opportunity. Well, now you only recruit guys that you're sure about. That you, I mean, you don't, you don't take flyers. I mean, it's just like you get go out and get studs. Kind of like Eric Musselman has adopted in basketball, maybe to a higher level, but same kind of deal. Same kind of deal. All right, Trey. We will yep. talk with you tomorrow. This is Trey Beatty of HogSports.com. Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is hamburger steak for only $7.49 per pound, paired with mashed potatoes for just $4.49 per pound. Only $10, folks. It's the opening offer at the new Splash Car Wash on Reynolds Road in Bryant. $10 is all you pay for your first month of unlimited washes. Members get 30% off oil changes and can wash at any of the 15 Arkansas locations. Come by Splash Car Wash this week on Reynolds Road in Bryant. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help us with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. J.D. Power ranked Shelter Insurance number one in customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the central region and number one in price. See Candace Alford in Gravel Ridge, Brian Cress in North Little Rock, or Michelle Herring in Whitehall. Every day, we do one thing. And we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. 
And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Join Drive Time Sports each weekday for the Trey Biddy Report, brought to you by Asher Recker and Recovery. Find out the latest on the Razorback recruits and all the D1 prospects in the state each weekday. It's the Trey Biddy Report on Drive Time Sports, presented by Asher Recker and Recovery. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center, next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. And once again, welcome back to Nashville, Tennessee. Music City. The site of the SEC Football Media Days 2023. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Thanks to our friends at Fence Brokers. Hennard Foothills Equipment is the one stop for your outdoor needs. Simple. So whether you're needing a even a chainsaw, or maybe a weed eater. Um, they've got the right piece of equipment, just right for you and your application. That's important because they've got all sizes. There's a little, like a, a handheld blower, very simple to operate. But now, if I got a bunch, a bunch that I need to blow up, maybe a big yard, I got a bunch of leaves. Well, maybe I want a bigger blower. They've got a bigger blower, just like they have the uh, Kubota BX subcompact tractor. Maybe you need something bigger than that. It starts with 18-horsepower diesel engine, but you can get a 26-horsepower Kubota diesel engine. So they've got the right piece of equipment for the right application and certainly all the accessories that go with it. And right now, 0% 0% financing for up to 60 months. You can even go as far as 1.99 for up to 84 months with approved credit. Go see my friend Mickey. Mickey Hennard. That's Hennard Foothills Equipment, 1920 South Main Street in Searcy. Or call 501-268-1987. Call Mickey and have him find the tractor that fits you like a glove. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Now, Kevin, we did this, I want to say, Friday. And then I saw today, I, I, I haven't been on Twitter near what I normally am when I'm back home. I just been super busy, but I saw a headline, something about Bayfall, and then you were to click on to that link, and and there's there is that is there fresh news concerning Bayfall? I'll start there. I mean, he's been you know we talked about this the other day. He's mm-hmm. you know, he arrived on campus in late June. He started practicing in early July, and um, you know I I just kind of formally disclosed that. Last week on Twitter, we talked about it on this program. I've talked about it on Pig Trail Nation. I've written a, uh, my, my weekly Hoop Hogs notebook where that was my lead, just talking about the fact that, you know, all the things, all the things that we just went over and, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that he was helping with the already at practice because they were thin on the front line with, you know, with Trevor Brazil and, and Makai Mitchell both really targeting a fall return. Uh, so it was Jalen Graham and a walk-on, Lawson Blake, really – you're only two bigs in practices now that we're into the second month, really, of those limited practices. So, Bayfall helps out immediately in practice. 
Uh, and, the, and the University of Arkansas has been putting out photos, um, you know, of the, in the last couple of days, including today, of Bayfall at practice. So, uh, you know, we, we formally, I, I broke the news that he was, uh, you know, practicing with the team. It kind of been out on social media a few weeks ago that he was seen at X and A Airport arriving in Northwest Arkansas, but, you know, just kind of confirming what's been going on. And now the university's kind of, you know, putting out its own, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, Randy, because this time, usually every year under Musselman's program, by now we've seen a lot of practice videos, little sure. snippets from practice, a lot of photos, and there hasn't been nearly as much as that this year. And so to, to see him release the, the photos of Bayfall at practice, uh, you know, coincides with my reporting a few days before. But also, it's just, it's rare to get much out of practice these days. So just to see that was a little encouraging. I think a lot of that has to do with something else I've been talking about. You know, there's an unnamed commitment to this point. Uh, there may be as many as two players ended up redshirting, maybe only one, maybe none. That's all going to be resolved still. Um, but I think, you know, part of this is, is Arkansas trying to sort through things before, you know, it, it really kind of you know mass saturates social media uh, with images from players who are participating you know, some might contain some who may not play on the team this year because they may have to register. I'm just saying there's probably tactical reasons and optics as factoring into why things have been more limited. Another part of that might be, you know, uh, to, to take a different tack uh, and kind of keep things below the radar for a while and let them work on stuff. You know, it's going to be a more veteran team because when you look at the portal, they're going to end up with as many as seven players out of that portal, only two freshmen. You've got five returnees. So, you know, there may be some strategy there as well as to not be as front and center with the, uh, with the social media activity from practices and videos and different things, uh, taking a different tack to let the, let the, you know, let the program work through some stuff and improve during these early practices uh, and, and keeping the expectations maybe tempered a little bit. Have you heard... Anything regarding player performances thus far, Kevin? One of the names I'd like to get an update on. I don't know if you have any information on on Layden Blocker, how he's been doing so far. Yeah, I've gotten some information. I, you know, I have been asked uh, to kind of pump the brakes on some of that. Some of it I've talked about a little bit already. I can tell you that uh, just early on after arriving, you know, most of the players, including the newcomers, got in Memorial Day weekend at some point. So well over a month, or month and a half ago, and Layden Blocker's a guy that immediately started gain, garnering the respect of the veteran players. I mentioned this is a veteran team. Uh, you got several grad transfers coming into that backcourt through the portal. Um, you, you know, and I think the coaching staffs like what they've seen from him. Um, when, when you look at the, you know, the we talk about all this college experience. We know Musselman covets that when he goes into the pool. But one of the younger players they got in Minifield, Keon Minifield Jr. from Washington, he was he was, you know, made the Pac-12 All Freshman Team last year. I've already heard good things about him. I mentioned the front line being short on numbers. Fall joins the mix, but prior to that, in the early going, I kept hearing how Jalen Graham was doing well. Well, when you don't have Trevor Brazil and Makai Mitchell to battle against. Uh, you know, that might help explain that, but we've also seen Jalen Graham shine at times, uh, you know, when the lot, when it was live bullets against SEC teams and other teams in non-conference at various times. It was hit and miss. We know defensively there were some question marks there with him, but offensively he really helped Arkansas at times. Uh, but I think, you know, to hear some solid reports there. Uh, Jeremiah Davenport's a guy mentioned before in one of these segments. Uh, when he first got there, you know, they chart everything. They chart the shot taking and making. And he he immediately impressed everybody with just his uh, ability to be efficient in, in some of the stuff they were charting. So those are just a few of the things. There's a lot more, but, again, uh, some of the stuff we'll, we'll pause on now because I was asked to not get, get into too much. The only reason I shared, I revisited some of that, it was stuff I was allowed to talk about prior really going back to the first four weeks of the early limited practices, which was most of June. All right, this is from our Buzz text line uh, from the 501. And uh says, please ask Kevin an update on Brazil. 
Yeah. You know, and Musselman talked about this. He had a press conference a few weeks ago, really his first one uh, for this, you know, for this season, even though we're not to the season yet. It was the first press conference after limited practice started for this 23-24 team. And he talked about the fact that Brazil's probably ahead of schedule. The problem is they're not going to rush the schedule or speed things up because he's ahead of schedule. They've always targeted a fall return for him in terms of full participation practice. He's been doing stuff on a limited basis, but not full participation. And so he's on target for that. And, and he's ahead of schedule and what where they thought he would be. But that doesn't mean that they ramp up his his full return. They're going to stay with the same schedule. I think that's smart. You know, uh, there'll be a, a break here at the end of this July. At some point at the end of this second part of the limited practice, there'll be a, a, a break between the end of the second summer uh, uh, summer school session and the start of the fall semester. There'll be a break. Um, there'll be, you know, they'll take a little time off, maybe a couple of weeks, and then they'll get back to practice and, and, and ramp up on court time to some degree leading into October. So there's probably somewhere in September where we're going to hear about, well, that's the expected timeline. I don't know how much they're going to talk about it or release it, but that's the expected timeline sometime in December where Trevor and Brazil would be released to to return to full participation in practice, which means moving forward full participation once you get into the season. In regards to athleticism, I don't know that Ricky Council, to me, goes back to Michael Qualls, and there's been some others that have been just freaky athletically. We didn't get to see enough of Graham, but there there seems to be some moments that he would flash. How athletic, Kevin, is Jalen Graham? Well, he's athletic. He's a guy that had some nice finishes above the rim. And he was kind of fearless in the way he did it. I think Trevor in Brazil, you know, if we don't start there now, granted, that's pre-injury, yeah. so we need to see how that plays out. But I think both of those guys on the front line are plus athletes. Um, and, you know, Brazil's got a, added length and a little little more versatility of some things he can do. But Jalen Graham's uh, an athlete, you know, I would consider a plus athlete. They're listing him at 6'10 this year. Last year they listed him at 6'9". Uh, so I don't know if he grew any or they just decided they didn't measure him right last year. Or that's, yeah. But, but you know, for a 6'10 guy, uh, he's pretty agile, and he, he does. He, he he can get up and pound it home. We know Brazil can. Brazil arguably had the dunk of the year before he got hurt. Uh, ESPN Sports Center top 10, number one play, I believe, um, you know, early in my conference play. I think most people remember that Matrix-like dunk on, on, on the defender. Uh, but it's nice to have two athletic players like that on your front line because Arkansas is going to have some nice athleticism in the backcourt as well. If Trey Biddy were on the show right now, he would tell you that if they're listing Graham at 6'10 when he was 6'9 last year, he's actually 6'7 and a half. So, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he thinks all yeah, heights I mean, are exaggerated. You, know, you don't grow an inch in a year. He's probably 6'9 and a quarter or something, you know. So it's right. okay. They can list it. Yeah, yeah I, I used mean, to be in that business. I, I know how it goes, so it's okay. Yeah, most of the most of the heights and some of them are inflated though. That's what's interesting to me are the ones they choose to kind of keep it real with. Um, you know, so they, they've done that with players as well. But you, but a lot of times you're right. They they inflate the heights. All right, hang tight. There's the music that is. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And yes, our friends Chris Walker and company of Fence Brokers. Drive Time Sports, coming to you from the SEC Football Media Days. Thanks again to First Security Bank. We'll continue in just one moment. Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. This is a pigskin preacher bringing you the word. Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova are two of the greatest champions the sport of tennis has ever produced. Both hold numerous records, and their bitter rivalry was legendary. After 50 years, they understand each other like no one else can. This rivalry turned into friendship, 
And when both were diagnosed with cancer, they knew where to turn, to each other. The good book reminds us there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, or in this case, a sister. Chris and Martina remind us that true friendship is more important than trophies. With 32 locations in Arkansas, Doublebee's is a friend to Arkansans. Stop by and get a delicious nosh, a refreshing drink, and some petrol for your next journey. Doublebee's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebee's. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. What brings you down to Bryant? Hey, here's my car. What are we looking for today? Here's my car. Come Want inside. to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy? On Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a buy out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Stacked commercial truck and trailer repair with on-site and roadside service for all commercial vehicles, construction equipment, and material handling. When we say get stacked, we mean it. Service for all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and drivelines with a team of certified technicians and five service trucks to help you get stacked. Stacked commercial truck and trailer, two miles off I-530, exit 34 in Whitehall. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. Facility Maintenance Services presents Melinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas with commercial and industrial janitorial needs, Facility Maintenance Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And welcome back once again to Drive Time Sports and our coverage of the SEC Football Media Days from Nashville, Tennessee, Music City. We've had a few storms come through, guys, and uh, uh, had severe weather and thunderstorm warnings and so forth. So uh, my position, I can't even see outside, but I can get just a little bit of peak and it looks a little dark out there uh kevin i got a couple of questions for you by way of our um um buzz text line said are there any this from the 209 which is in california okay are there any worries about the freshman not getting much playing time and transfer it out like we had this year well you know, the, the first part of that, when he used, the, he used the word worries, I would say, you know, it's reasonable to think that the younger players might not, especially early, might not have uh, rotation roles, you know, and I think Melsman has established in every recruiting class since he's been there, he's going out and getting veteran players, and they typically fill those rotation roles. And so a guy like Moses Moody, the first one and done was a bit of an anomaly. He was a day one starter. You saw guys like Devo Davis, Jalen Williams, who moved on to the NBA after two years. Devo, one of the most storied 
postseason players in Arkansas history for some of the things he's done to help Arkansas in the last few NCAA tournaments, and he's been a solid regular season player. Even those two guys had to kind of bide their time as freshmen, and, and, and they got into the rotation after Arkansas had gotten off to a two and four start in league play. So, you know, just historically, when you look at it, you know, last year was half and half. You had six freshmen, three of them were projected one and done five stars. Those guys were in the mix as starters and rotation pieces immediately. We know Nick Smith Jr. missed a lot of games, more than half the season, due to his issue with his knee. But, you know, that was a little bit different. You had three other freshmen, by the way, who were top 100 guys and didn't see the court that often. Two of those three have moved on. Joseph Pinion's the lone of the group, of that group that's returning. And so he, he never really forged a, a role in the top rotation. He did help Arkansas win uh, a couple of SEC games they might have otherwise lost uh, by having some really good games in there and kind of changing the dynamic for a poor three-point team. I say all that to say the track record shows it's hard to crack the rotation as a, as a young player and a true freshman for Eric Mussman. So, you know, I just went through a bunch of the names, kind of reminded people of the paths there. So I think you have to come into it looking like, looking at it like, will Layden Blocker and or Keon Minifield Jr. Uh, be, be go-to players immediately and be in that top rotation or starting? Uh, if you had to, you know, if you had to guess, maybe not. On the other hand, part of that question was, will it result in guys leaving? Well, kind of went through that history. Some guys left. You know, Chance Moore was Arkansas's lone freshman, uh, you know, two or three recruiting cycles ago, top 100 player that didn't factor in much, and he left right after the season. Uh, Jackson Robinson, another top 100 player that lasted a season, and then he was gone after transferring from Texas A&M. So you had highly recruited players from the high school level, even though Robinson technically was a transfer, but he was a younger player that didn't have much experience. So you see a lot of them do leave. Uh, so who knows how it will play out if guys aren't heavily factored into the top rotation that are young. Will that be enough to send them on their way? Will the staff you know, and, and player combinations decide it's, you know, that's part of their process of development at Arkansas, kind of like perhaps they've got with Pinion right now, who did return? You just have to see how it plays out. This from the 501 says... Uh, Graham has very good footwork. Well, he has good footwork as an offensive player getting, you know, getting into his spin moves and pivots when you start talking 15 feet in. Um, and, but then sometimes when, when the defense plans for the direction he's going, he doesn't always have a counter. You know, he can counter left or right with a spin, but if you take the spin away, sometimes he, he, he doesn't have a great angle. He'll take the shot anyway. Uh, defensively, I still question his footwork. Um, I, I don't think defensively he has the best footwork. Uh, so it depends on what we're talking about, but there are some truths to that statement. And there is true about the lack of footwork. Uh, and even uh, on defense, and you sometimes can even say that uh, from a rebounding standpoint. Uh, this one, Rick, is actually for you from the 501. So okay. there's a great debate starting to surface about Shohei Otani being the GOAT. I'd love to hear Rick's thought on that. Let's see him play another seven or eight years before we talk about that. You know, it's interesting even when they're talking about would somebody trade for him. And I've, the Orioles have been mentioned, you know, would you trade for a guy if this is your shot, they've got such a strong farm system. But the problem is, since he got this blister on his finger, he's only pitched 10 innings. And so how much more is he going to be able to pitch? Uh, can he continue to hit? Yeah. He hit his 35th home run last year, last night. Has he ever hit 60? No. Is he likely to ever hit 60? No. Um, so is he the greatest ever? Right now... You have you could you can't even debate if he's the best in baseball. Ronald Acuna Jr. is putting up numbers that are pretty astonishing too. Yeah. So uh, one of those two is the best player. So you can say okay, if it's not a clear cut, he's the best right player right now. If there's even another player close to him, how in the world could you call him the best ever? No, I think he's a great player, but you can't call him the best ever. He's 28 years old. Let's see how he's doing when he's 34 or 35. We were calling Mike Trout one of the best ever. We called Albert Pujols one of the best ever. 
When they hit 31, they weren't as good as they were when they were 25. So let's see what happens over the next seven or eight years. All right, Kevin, before we run out of time, great weekend by the Arkansas Hawks. Um, Honor Botang is playing lights out. Uh, but what a great stretch we're seeing of, of play by the Arkansas Hawks. Yeah, but, you know, back-to-back weekends of, of live July uh, live eval periods for Division One coaches go out. Botang, uh, two weeks ago, 21.5 points, 47% for three, high volume, over three makes per game. This last weekend, it was there was some blue-collar stuff in there. He had back-to-back double-doubles. Um, so, he, you know, he's putting up numbers once again, scoring, rebounding. He does a little bit of everything. I'm in Terry on Burgess, class of 2025 national top 30 at a Benton 6-9 combo forward. has played all five positions this July uh, on some, in some of these major events uh, for the Hawks and, and continues to produce. R.J. Young, class of 2026, uh, has been playing, had three 30-point games with the 15 and under Hawks two weeks ago. They moved him up to 17U in Las Vegas this weekend, and he played well. He had a final game. He scored 10 points on 5-7 to seven shooting, but there's a young man that just finished his freshman high school season in Bryant, 6'4 guard, R.J. Young, so he's coming along. Uh, by the way, guys, last segment, we didn't get to talk about the Pro Hogs and NBA Summer League. I just put out my final awards. I gave uh, uh, Jordan Walsh MVP. I had Nick Smith Jr. as the most outstanding offensive player. He had the top performance in that 33.4 rebound, three assist game. He also had a steal and a block in that game. Uh, and then I had I had Anthony Black. He led all Pro Hogs in rebounding, assists, and steals. Had him as the all-around performer among Pro Hogs in summer league. Interesting. And uh, I guess with the exception of those that are playing in the uh, summer league championship game, it was the, last uh, night. Pro Hogs. Last night, Cleveland. Yeah, last Cleveland, night, yeah. Cleveland won last yeah, night. That, that concluded yeah. on Monday. Yep. Summer league are, is over. Yeah. So what are they? What what what's up with them now, Kevin? Well, it's interesting because the the one the you know this is a what a run in the last three weeks from NBA draft to summer league for the three one and duns who all got drafted and Eric Mussman front center on ESPN and national television at the draft he attended he was out there in summer league on TV talking about it. But at the end of the week, Musman will be in Little Rock with Moses Moody, the original one and done, and the most decorated freshman in Arkansas history. He's already won an NBA title as an NBA rookie. Uh, but there, he's going to have a Moses Moody Day. So, uh, it's his first annual two-day event. He'll have a camp on Saturday. Mus will be in for a night with Moses Moody. It's at the Arkansas uh, Museum of Arts here in Little Rock. That'll be a Q&A with invited guests. That's going to be interesting because... Moody really was that first domino. He was the first one to raise his hand and said, I'm going to be a one and done. I'm going to play at Arkansas. And he's really, to me, still the blueprint. You can come to Arkansas, be a star. You can rack up all league accolades. You can help the team advance. They went to the Elite Eight when he was a freshman. That was the deepest that team. The program had gone in over in a quarter of a century. Uh, so he's, to me, 